So uh, we're at the bottom. Uh, we were talking about doing uh, the value of a mitzvah, or even one mitzvah, and um, also the idea of weight. Uh, the truth is that you need a lot of time to discuss the idea of the scales, like a person is half mitzvahs and half sins. Um, most people say it means what direction a person is going. Uh, we're motivated by different things in life. Are we motivated by the mitzvah side, or are we motivated by the other side? Um, we were, the Mishnah was mostly focusing on positive mitzvahs. You do one positive mitzvah. Our Gemara now was question was, is it just a positive mitzvah, or what if you don't do a thou shall not? Uh, meaning that uh, you, you don't, uh, don't speak Lashon Hara. How valuable is that mitzvah? How, is that included in that or not? So um, the Gemara is four lines from the bottom. For Verminu, the more as a question, the Mishnah implied that you actually had to do a positive mitzvah. That you had to fit, you know, a mitzvah means you got to go do something. It's not enough not to speak Lashon Hara, not to kill someone. That does, that's, that's not going to win you a Nobel Prize. You didn't kill anybody today. You didn't, uh, it's not enough that to, uh, uh, you got to do something. For Raminhu, the more as a question, even if you sit and you don't sin, no sin is say mitzvah. You do get a huge reward for that. You didn't do any mass murders today. You didn't do any, uh, you didn't lie, you didn't steal, you didn't cheat. You're, you know, that's great. So uh, I thought we said you got to actually do a mitzvah. It's not enough not to just not do a mitzvah. Three lines from the bottom. Now, we're talking about where the situation to sin presented itself. If, you, if a person is just sitting at home and didn't kill anybody that day, you don't get the reward for that. It happened to be you worked for the mafia and they handed you your gun and they said, it's your turn. And then you said, no, I'm not going to do it. Then you get the reward. It had to be that you were in the situation to do the sin and then you backed out. That's how. Then you get the reward for listening to the thou shall not. In other words, uh, the, uh, somebody asked you... Uh, um, you know, were you doing this and you were tempted to lie and then you didn't, then you get rewarded for not lying. But on the average day, you wouldn't get that kind of reward for not, uh, for the thou shall not. So keep going. That's what uh, the Rambam says is the ultimate shuva. Like, you know, using our vernacular, if you pass by McDonald's and you have your taiva for the cheeseburger, you're supposed to say, I really want to have the cheeseburger, but I'm not eating the cheeseburger because Hashem told me not to eat the cheeseburger. Right. And if you have that temptation... And then you're in that face, that situation, and you don't do it, then you're the Baal Shuvah. You're correct, right? In other words, the average person has no temptation to go into McDonald's. It doesn't, it doesn't appeal to them at all. They don't get the reward. Yeah. But if you really would love to go in, it smells good, and you're walking by, as Richard said. It's got to be there on the way to work. That's right. That's yeah. right. It, the the Dvar uh, Avera came into your hand. Uh, and you were saved from it. It was in your hand, and you said, no way, Jose. What's the story? Uh, these stories, you wouldn't, you'd never believe what our forefathers went through until you read about it. Sometimes they didn't even tell you, but this was the story. There was that Roman matriarch uh, insisted that, uh, that he have relations with her. Now, what happened was the uh, Roman society, the, the Roman men were often at war all the time. And so the Roman ladies were running the country. And there were certain famous ones, and they were called matrinuses. 
and uh, they, uh, if the, the Jews had to deal with them because they were in charge of the society. So Rav Papa once, uh, a certain Roman matriarch said, uh, she said uh, that she was uh, planning on um, uh, that, insisted that he have relations with her. And you couldn't say no to these Roman matriarchs. They had Roman guards who would execute you if you didn't do what they said. So uh, he, he used his strategy, and he said, well, let me make myself disgusting, and then she won't like it. So Omra Milso Mole Nafshe He did something to make himself full of uh, all kinds of hideous uh, stuff. So, uh, so she wasn't uh, held off by that. She called her doctor in, and she put the creams on him, and Abdullah Milso Vitsi, and she healed him. So she could, uh, he wouldn't be so disgusting. So uh, that strategy didn't, didn't last too long. I mean, I guess, I, I guess he knew how to make himself break out or something. Or you could say it was hocus-pocus or whatever, but he, he tried that. Okay. <coughs> so then he ran away. Uh, they had a bathhouse, and it was a deadly bathhouse. People didn't come. Uh, the, the, Romans, um, the Roman soldiers used to go to that bathhouse. They, you know, it was like the mafia bathhouse. You, know, you didn't come out of there alive especially if you were a Jew. Everybody there had a sword and a knife. And, a, so, and this bathhouse, the Ki'ayo Betray, even if you went in there with two people, even during the day, Havimitsky, you'd come out all beaten up and killed and, uh, or the demons would get you. Uh, and uh, he, went, he hid in this bathhouse and somehow got out alive. So the rabbis were shocked. Nobody, <coughs> nobody ever goes into that bathhouse and... So again, you could learn it was like the physical damage or the spiritual damage, but uh, how did he come out alive? Omar the Rabbana, how did you get out of that alive? So Omar Leh, he said, Kisri There are two Caesar's guards, they had palace guards, appeared there, and any time one of those mafia guys tried to, you know, try to touch me or try to do, can't imagine what they would do in a bathhouse, all kinds of immoral kinds of stuff, you know, and these guards like came out of nowhere and said, you touch this Jew, we're going to, you know, they, they protected him. Um, and again, Some there's the same guards that would have enforced her. <laughs> right, that's right, that's right. So again, some people learned they were... Some people learn these were like angels, and some people learn they weren't such a good angels, but they just appeared on the scene. Okay. Amr late Shema, now the question was, how did he get protected? Like, I mean, what were the chances? Like, how, how did, I, how did uh, the answer is, Amr Leit Shema, Dvara Veira Baliyad, Maybe what happened was that Hashem, when a person avoids sin, when it comes to hand, the reward of that is incredible. And so maybe that's the reason that Hashem protected him. we learned. If a person is presented with a sin and he saves himself from it and refuses to do it, uh, God will do miracles for you. You are considered a, a, um, a strong man. You're a gibor koach. You are a mighty person, a person who's able, you have no idea, you know, uh, uh, People, nobody should ever be tested. But a lot of people, when the sin is, pre- is presented to them, they fold. And if a person, in a moment of temptation where he could have done it, he has the strength to do it, he's a gibor, he's a mighty man. Uh, Gemara gives an example. Kigon Reb Tzadok v'chaveiro. And Reb Tzadok and others like him, Reb Tzadok, he had a similar story. 
uh, this Roman matriarch uh, said, uh, tried to seduce him. So he tried the theory, uh, not tonight, I have a headache. He said, uh, my, uh, my heart is weak. My heart is weak. I don't feel, I don't feel strong enough. Uh, so, um, so, um, so she said, rest up. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll give you energy. You'll be able to do this. So he said, do you have something to eat? Yeah, I've got some pork here. I've got some uh, chazer. So he said to himself, if I'm really going to sin, what's the difference? The oven high, uh, if a person is going to sin with a woman, he might as well eat chazer, ochol high. Um, question was, who was he talking to? He might have been talking to himself. In other words, a person in their mind, um, a certain, certain kinds of averas are more appealing to one than another. There are people that would never eat chazer, but they would do something immoral. Uh, the, um, in, the, in New York, on the single scene, they talk about uh, Jewish boys that'll go on a date and bring their tefillin, uh, meaning that they plan on spending the night, and yet they want to do the mitzvah tefillin the next morning. So you have to understand, like, why, if, if it's not important to you, the rules about what you do with a woman, so why would it be important to you to put on tefillin? But that's the, the nature of people, that uh, they pick and choose which things they want to do and which things... So, um, that's what he was saying. He was saying, you know, if, I, if uh, his Yetzirah was saying, well, you know, it's, it's Puch Nefesh, and she's going to kill you if you don't, and you might as well listen, and what can you do? And he said, well, no, if I'm going to, it's the same as eating chazer. So, uh, so she started, uh, she understood that he was going to eat the pork, so, <coughs> so she heated up the oven. So he stepped uh, on top of the grill. In other words, she, she started putting some kindling in the grill or in the oven, and he stepped in. So Amrile, my high, she said to him, Rabbi, what are you doing? You don't step inside the oven. You know, what's it's going to be? Amrile, the oven high, nuffle Baha'i. Well, she said, well, the one who's going to sin is going to fall into Gehenna, is going to burn eternal fire. I might as well do it now and get it over with. Might as well burn now instead of in the future. <coughs> If I had known that you really didn't, uh, you know, that this bothered you so much, I wouldn't have, uh, I wouldn't have um, invited you or wouldn't have uh, tried to seduce you. Okay. Rev Kahana, the third story. Again, it's just three rabbis. They, were all, they all had these Roman matriarchs that were trying to seduce them. He was a basket seller. It wasn't a basket case. He was a basket seller. He was selling baskets. And he tried to sell a basket to a Roman lady, Taba Umanri. So she said to him, Rabbi, um, uh, you're, you're my man. You're, you know, and she insisted that he have relations with her. So he said, well, let me get dressed. You know, let, let me, get, let me get my, make myself presentable so that I could do this. So Solik, he went up the, the, uh, the second floor, the Kanafo, he jumped out the window. From the roof to the land. Now, I guess that it was a pretty deep, uh, it was like a castle or something. And uh, normally a person who would jump that high would be killed. Asa Eliyahu Kibla. Eliyahu came and caught him. Uh, now, by the way, Eliyahu could mean that he put a bush there or something, or somehow he didn't die even though he jumped. So, Omer Le'etritika Arba Meis Parsi. Elio complained to him. He said, I was 400 parses away and I had to do a zip-zap to get here just in time to catch you. Uh, you know, why'd you bother me so much? You know, what are you doing jumping out of windows? You know, so 
He said, so he had a good, he said, why do you think, uh, what caused me to be stuck in this uh, Roman matriarch's palace in the first place? On Venusa, I'm so poor. I had to try to sell my baskets to feed my family. So, Yahoo gave him a, a, a bunch of cash. So this way he wouldn't have to go sell baskets anymore. That's, that's the end of the, this is a Gadot stories. You could really try to pull out lessons from them, but uh, that's what it says. Okay, Ramelay, Ramelay, Nachman, may he ask the question, We learned that only certain mitzvahs are supercharged. The following mitzvahs, you get reward in this world. Now, even though you get some of the fruits in this world, but Karen Kayemis, you get the, it's like you have the fruit of a tree, you still have that tree for many, many years. So, too, you may get rewarded for the mitzvah now, but the main reward is the world to come. And, they, and these are the mitzvahs, Kivitav, honor your parents, Gmilz Chasid of Shalom. And bringing peace, between man and man, the Talmud Torah connected kula, and the greatest of them is learning Torah. How do we know that? So It says you'll have length of days, and it'll be good for you. That's in the future. It says It says that you will find life. What kind of life? It means forever life. A person lives forever who does chesed. It's your life. And the length of days, it means that it's, it's going to last forever. The learning that you do sticks with you in the world to come. So that's the famous list of the supercharged mitzvahs. But the Gemara has a question. You left off one. What about the mother bird? It says, it'll be good. You'll live long with that one too. How come that didn't make our superpower mitzvah list? So what's the Gemara's answer? Eh, Tani Vishire. You're right. You left it out. Who said it was uh, an all-encompassing list? So the Gemara said, Tanu Eilidzvorim. The Mishnah said, these are the things. It didn't just give a list. It just gives a list. Maybe it's, you can always leave something off the list. You know, you go shopping, there's always something that's not on the list <laughs> that you were supposed to get, right? Mm-hmm. That's not on the list. But when you say, these are the things, so that means only these. You said it left out something. So Amarava Ravidi Asmili, he explained it to me. It says like this. Uh, superpower mitzvahs go with the following rule. At Sadek it says he's good, he eats the fruits of his good deeds. Now, why is there, is there a good Sadek? And is there a Sadek who's not good? Why does it say a Sadek Tov, a good Sadek? Is there the good and the bad one? If you're good for the heavens and for people, that's a Sadek Tov. If you're only good to God, for the people you could care less, that's a Sadek Tov. In other words, you could still be a tzaddik, but uh, you may not, there's a tzaddik that's bein anam l'chavera and bein anam l'makam. That's a tzaddik tov. Kiyotza b'davra, and similar, ato omar ola rasha ra. We say, woe to the wicked Russia. <laughs> is there two kinds of Russia? The one that's wicked and the one that's not wicked? The, 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 by definition, a Russia is wicked. Kigamo yadav yasa, kiyesh rasha ra, v'yesh rasha she'en ra. There's two kinds of wicked people. There's Rad Lashem, there's some people that are bad to God and they're bad to people. They're nasty. So 
Who Russia Ra? That's a Russia Ra. Russia Ra, Kirishasa, right? He's really, really bad. Uh, some people are only bad to God, but to the neighbor they're okay. So uh, the mitzvah of Shluch HaKan is a nice mitzvah between you and Hashem, but it doesn't really help your neighbors. This list are, are mitzvahs that help you and help people. Uh, and so that's the the Kivarav uh, Aim and the Tzedakah V'chesed, all those are both. Okay, moving on. So then we said, Haskus Yeshlo Karen. Uh, we said that uh, these mitzvahs have the main reward, and they also have fruits. Now, people don't always think about this. When a person sins, sins also have fruits. <laughs> In other words, uh, there's the sin itself, but, um, uh, but the sins, there's no fruit. I, there is a different verse that says, they eat from the fruits of their ways, they, they make their bed, they sleep in it, so to speak. It implies that there are sins that are fruits. So we've got a contradiction. So hold on. So a mitzvah, you, you get rewarded for the mitzvah, and the mitzvah has fruits, it has benefits. It continues to do good, the mitzvah. But Averus. So first we imply that there, you just did the sin and that's it. And then there's another uh, contradiction, though. Pasuk implies that you do the sin and it grows. And you have fruits of that sin. So how do we answer that? Yeshua Perishet. So the Gemara answers like this. Averish um, Oseperos, there are some sins that keep on, uh, keep on sinning. They keep the sins going. So Yeshua Perus, they have fruits. There's some sins that don't do fruits, ain't um, Rashi gives an example of a sin that has fruits. Let's see if we can find that. Rashi. It's right in the middle of the page. When a person profanes Hashem's name, if a person who people respect does an Avera, people say, well, he does it, I can do it. Uh, so, then it comes out, guess what? The person not only gets punished for the sin, but he's causing other people to constantly sin. And he's going to get another ding. In other words, he, every time somebody, did, because of what he did, other people are going to do the same. It's not so bad. So-and-so did it. So every time that happens, he's going to get another sin. So those are the fruits of his sin. There are other fruits, as we'll see, that don't necessarily cause that. In but, his mind, he's thinking those were good things because he wants everybody to get rushed. No, 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 no. He thought, oh, I just did this one sin. He didn't realize that it, it causes continuous sin. All right, but he's a role model for other people. Other people look at him and they go, that's oh, what I'm saying. that's not so bad. That's, that's what I'm saying. Is he, is he gratified that... Oh, even, even if he that? wasn't, but it, in the, and we're yeah. saying that it's like a, it's the fruits <laughs> of... The, he, he's he's going to, after 120 years, they're going to say to him, you sinned. And they okay, so I did one thing wrong. No, 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 that's sin. You caused yeah, this guy to sin and that guy to sin, and then and it's, 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 an, it, it's continue on. Now, the mitzvah works that way too, meaning that a person does a mitzvah. And look, these other people that you'll, you'll get credit for all those mitzvahs in the that's what it means. Oh, that's not what Rasha, somebody's saying that. So, the more people you touch, the more um, insulation you have. Or uh, yeah, yeah, that's good. Oh, okay, yeah, same idea. Okay, so Makshava Tova, 
a new thing. If you have a thought to do a mitzvah, Hashem considers it like you did it. He'll write you, written up in the good book, even those that just thought to do it. What does that term mean, even if you planned on doing the mitzvah? and something happened, you'll still be written up in the book that you intended to do it. What happens if, on the other hand, if you intended to sin, then then Hashem doesn't consider it like you did it. Either there's a pasuk that says, I'm going to punish them from the fruit of their thoughts. That's if they actually did it. They planned on doing evil, and they did evil, so then they'll be punished for the evil and for the thoughts to do the evil. If they had thoughts and they didn't end up doing it, then Hashem doesn't punish for it. There is a Pasuk that says the Jewish people will be punished for what's in their hearts. That's where they did idol worship in their, and they worshiped, got strange gods in their hearts. So even though it's a thought, so if in their mind they said they were going to go speak Lashon Hara, they were going to do, you know, they're going to skip davening, they're going to, whatever it may be, so they're not punished for that if they ended up not doing it. But if in their mind they worshiped a strange god, so then they'll be punished even though that was in their mind. Because the sin of idol worship is strong. Because somebody that de- uh, denies Hashem, it's, it's equal to rebelling against the whole Torah. He gives a different answer. When a person sins twice, that it becomes permitted to him. Becomes permitted. I didn't know any kind of thing like that. You do it twice and then it's free, right? In his mind, it becomes like it's okay. Um, and the, and that's justifying yeah. And so, if a person plans on doing something that he already feels is is justified, so then he'll get punished for it, even if he didn't do it, because it became uh, to him it became permitted. Uh, let's do the Rashi on that. Ula Omar, how to exceed pre when it says the fruit of your thoughts over Vishona, it means you sinned twice. You sinned once and you repeated it. If when you think about doing the sin the second time, so then then you'll be punished for the thoughts, even if you didn't do it. It's not because you regret it. You just got, didn't need it. He's saying like this, really, if your person just one time had a thought to do something wrong and they didn't do it, they won't be punished. But if they did it once and then they thought about doing it the second time, the second time they'll be punished for the thought. That's answer number two. Yeah, yeah, Richard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, generally, I thought we go with the three times, it's chazaka. So if you do it two times, it's like, okay, uh-huh. third time, you know, you, you, you get it. So mm-hmm. how, how do we uh, juxtapose the two and the three? This seems to say that the second time it becomes permitted in your mind, it becomes already kaheter. Uh, 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 I'd have to think about what you're I believe this is different this is saying that on the second time already that, that Richard is saying usually a pattern is three three strikes you're out and this is a, 
Uh, there are different games. There are some games that two strikes you. You know, it's, it depends on the. Um, this you only get. You know, once you did it twice, uh, apparently then, for whatever reason, he's saying that you're punished for the thoughts. Well, because maybe maybe thoughts are different than mice. Yeah. Yeah. Could be. Um, um, I've, I've been debating this. Does it mean after this? One other, one other thing, Robert Stein. We also fill in what Stephen just said. There's uh, even the one time when we learned about Pigo in the base of Nikdash. If you have a bad thought one time, that corpus no good. Yeah, yeah. So there's even a case with one time. See, I, I was wondering. He th he thinks it's okay in his mind already. How are you punishing right. for his thoughts? He's not even thinking it's right. anything wrong. He say I, I did it already. So it's a, it's a, <laughs> that is interesting. It's an interesting person. That's a good proof from Pickle. Omer Evo Meshum Rav Chanina Noyachol Adam Shabbar Aveir B'Seiser. He says if you're going to sin, best do it in secret. Then you won't have any proofs. Vau Yichal Shem Shemaim, but don't and don't do a Chul Hashem in public. Uh, if you're not going to listen to me, at least don't do it in public. And don't profane my name. He said, If a person sees that his Yetzirah is overcoming him, he knows that he just can't, he, he can't, there are some times where you, this person knows that they're going to do the sin. So he should go. So there's two th ways to learn this Gemara. One way is, if he's going to do it anyways, let him do it without a Chil Hashem. The other way is, no, this is a strategy that he will, by the time he does this, he won't want to do it. He says a person should go to a place where they don't recognize him. It's, it's some people, they, it's like they say they have an angry jacket. When they want to be angry, they put on the jacket. By the time they put on the jacket, they won't be angry anymore. They, in other words, they, I know sometimes I'm going to get angry, so I have a jacket, but at least... I'll only get angry if I put on that jacket. That much I could do. So I, once I put, I'm going to have a tougher tantrum. I'm going to hit. I'm going to scream. I'm going to. But by the time they put on that jacket, they won't want to. That's a, some people have this kind of theory. But yeah, bishkorm they put on the black and then they could do whatever they want. it's not true. A person who does it in secret, he thinks nobody sees. It's better that he didn't come into the world. Mahula. Rava said, no, this refers to Amistako Bekeshes. This refers to somebody that stares. Most people learn this means the rainbow. It means that he challenges uh, uh, Hashem, that he's not going to destroy the world or whatever. Rav Yosef, this refers to somebody who sins in secret. So, wait a second, are, are you supposed to sin in secret, or is it a terrible sin to sin in secret? The more said, Lokasha. It depends. If you didn't have to sin, and you, did, and you allowed yourself to, so then sinning in secret, you'll be punished for. But if you weren't strong enough to do it, some people think, there, there's, there are, not everybody agrees, some people think that um, Hashem won't, that uh, every person can pass every test. There is that view. If Hashem gave you the test, it means you could pass it. And then there's another view that no, there are tests that Hashem doesn't expect you to pass. He knows. He, he knows you, uh, and you won't be punished for those. But the only thing is, you won't find out till after you die whether you're going to be punished for them, whether you could have passed it or not. You don't know. But if you really could not have passed it, he's not going to hold you. It's not. Ein makifin b'chil Hashem. So we learned, you don't get credit for chil Hashem. I could show you whether you did it by mistake or did it on purpose. What does it mean you don't get credit? Hashem's not like a store. Um, that a store gives credit 
He says that the sin of Kul Hashem, if, even though you have equal mitzvahs, if you have that sin on the pile, that's going to knock against you. In other words, there, there's different levels of sin. Uh, just like there's different levels of mitzvah, there's different levels of sin. Turn around, I would love to spend more time with this. A person should always look at it as if he's half, half guilty and half innocent. He goes, he, sometimes he does the Yetzirah, sometimes he does the Yetzirah. If he does one more mitzvah, he's so lucky. It changes the whole equation. If you do just this one mitzvah, it's going to weigh you to the good side. Avera, avrave, you do one sin, oilo, whoa, shehikritzayim lechav, a person should look at it, the shenamra, koyte echad yaved tuva, harbe. One sin messes up all the good. Bishvil koyte yechidi shekoyte oved imenu tovas harbe. You can't imagine all the credit, all the good things he did, and he's going to weigh it all down with this sin. It's because not only does it affect him, it affects the world. The world goes the way in the majority. And in India, each person is judged by his majority. If you do that one mitzvah and view it as that's the one mitzvah I got to do, you're so lucky. Not only did you benefit yourself, you benefited the whole world. Over When a person sins, he shouldn't think he's only harming himself. Oilo, woe is to him. He's defined himself and he's pushed the whole world to the guilty side. He lost from him and the whole world to Vaharba. Much good. Even if his whole life he was good, and at the very end he rebelled, he loses all the good stuff. It doesn't help. But filu Russia gomor, and on the other way around, even a wicked person his whole life. He does chuva at the very end. He won't be mentioned his earlier sins. So the Morris said, uh, why if a person does bad at the end, he still gets the scale. So let's think of this. Let's say he did he lived seventy good years and then one bad year. So when they get to the scale, isn't the good years going to... Who cares that at the very end he did something bad? But isn't the good years going to weigh it out in the scale? That's if he regrets the good. You can actually lose the credit for the good by, by regretting that you did them. Retroactively. Retroactively. Like way in the future you regret doing a mitzvah. Mm-hmm. You lose it. Yeah, isn't that scary? <laughs> right, right. And that, it's kind of like a person is judged by who he is. That's why on, on Yom Kippur, like if a person at that moment really wants to be good, Hashem says, okay, you know, that's who you are, you know. And hope. So that negates all the veyers he had the correct. previously. That's right, well. yeah. It really goes after the seeing, after, you know, that's the... Yeah, but what about the scale? Lose it all, because is that, you know, is that how, what, how did you end up? Is that why Yishmael gets... Um, at that moment, at that yeah. moment. Yeah, that's why that's the Rosh Hashanah theme. Okay, new Mishnah. Kosh Yishimikra Mishnah Bidirka. Yeah. Just to build on what I think that was Michael said, at the end of his life, they say Yishmael did Shuvah. And then he and Yitzchak buried Abraham together, and Yishmael is considered as though he was a new person at the end of his life. Yeah, that's true. Some, uh, we're waiting for that. There's a Medrash that the Arabs, at the end of the day, will turn over a new leaf. 
And that's why Hashem has a lot of patience for them. Oh. But, uh, yeah. Okay. If a person has learning Chumash and Torah Shabbat and they have Torah Shabbat and they act properly. That's insurance that they, uh, they won't sin quickly. Now, anybody can sin, or, you know, it's no, no, nobody's fully protected, but at least they have some protection. You've got a three, you know, a, a three strings makes like a rope. It's not easily to unravel. But if you're lacking in Torah or Torah or you are not normal. <laughs> you are not from, you are not part of society. Righteous people are compared to a tree that's in a pure place. And a branch hangs over a makam tame. So all you got to do is nixis nofo and uh, cut off that branch and kula, and you're still in a Torah place. So everybody makes a mistake, but you can cut off the mistake. Hashem brings a little bit of punishment or sometimes a lot, to certain tzaddikim in this world, Kadesha Yusha Olam Haba, in order that they cut off that one bad branch and they inherit the world to come, Shnamar by Reishis Mitzvah Wisa Yiska Ma'od, Falama Rishoim Dama Olam Azela, whether the wicked compared to a tree, Shakul Amnamakam Tumma, the whole tree is on top of Tumma, the Nofa Nota Lamakam Torah, it's got one branch in a good spot, Nixus Nofa Kulu. If you cut off that branch, then all of it's in makam tumah. The rishoyim get rewarded in this world. Then uh, they got their reward for their good deed, and then they fall to the lower level. And in the end, he's got darchei mavis. He's going to the path of death. And there was a story that uh, Rev Tarfin and the elders were in the, uh, in the they, they often had to learn in secret. They went up to the second floor uh, in Lud. They had a question. What's better, Torah learning or action? So Nana Rev Tarfin, Rev Tarfin said, Maisagadol, of course, action. The, the, the whole purpose. So Nana Rev Kiva, Rev Kiva said, no, Talmudgadol. Nanukulam and they all came to a consensus said Talmud got learning is better, Shatalman Mevilide Maisa. Because if you learn, it's gonna bring you to constantly do good things. See, if you just do a good deed, so that's today. What are you gonna to do tomorrow? There's nothing keeping you there. Learning is a it makes you a kind of person that always does good deeds. Talmud Shikonam uh he says learning, Shikonam Lakala Arboim Shana, when the mitzvah Torah was given to us at Harsinai, and immediately we had a mitzvah to learn. It was given 40 years before challah. Challah is one of the most chashim mitzvahs because it's about sharing your bread with the poor. And the, uh, but it, it didn't come to us until we were going into Eretz 40 years later. Well, the Trumas or Maestras, and Trumas or Maestras, we didn't get to the Chamishim Varba, 54 years, because it took 14 years to conquer and divide Eretz Yisrael. Well, Shemitim, Shemitim was seven years later, Shishimacha, 61. Umar says, May 103, May I count 104. So, Kasabra Yovin Kilasu, Michelle. The question is, is it the beginning of the Yovo or the end of the Yovo? The Keshem Shalimid Kodulamaisa. And same way, like learning comes uh, before action, Kakt Dino Kodulamaisa. Also, when it comes in the future, when a person is judged, uh, before they judge him what he, what he did, they'll judge him whether he learned. Kedrev Nuna Don Runa, Ain't Kilasu Dinisha Adam. The first thing they're going to ask you when you get up there, 
is did you make time for learning? The first thing, and just like the uh, um, he'll be judged on learning before he's judged on what he did, also the reward for the learning comes before first. You'll be given the treasures of the nations. It's because you kept his statues, and because you kept his Torahs. Um, let's quick look at Tosus. Second Tosus from the top. Oh, I'd love to do the first Tosus too, but ain't you uh, uh, in the middle Tosus? Uh, we said, uh, they're going to ask you, were you honest in business? That was the first question. Yeah. So the Morris says, uh, It's true that they'll ask you first, were you honest in business? But they'll punish you first. The punishment comes first if you didn't set aside time for learning. That's the uh, that's what Tosa says. Uh, let's just start the final uh, on the end of the page. Shall we say Mishnah? If a person doesn't have these, any of these three, he can't testify. If you eat in the street in the in the street, some people say shuk isn't like street. It's like in a business district. It's not just outside. It's like it's in the in, in front of everybody. You're like a dog. You can't even testify. Basically, it's like a person doesn't care what people think of him. If a person doesn't care what people think of him, he'll be a liar too. Gemara is going to take this up. Why is it so bad eating in the street? Uh, to us, it doesn't seem like... Um, let's look at the Tosus. Uh, last Tosus on the page. Since you don't care about yourself and you don't care what people think, you won't be embarrassed to lie. It's normally, a person has, he wouldn't do something that would make people think bad of him. You, everybody knows he's lying, and a person wouldn't, be, but if a person has no self respect, then he'll do anything. Okay? And, and that person would eat in public? Is that what they're saying? Um, Apparently, well, apparently, in those days, no self-respecting person would eat in public no, like no, that. But, but we'll talk yeah. more about that. The uh, Gemara uh, is going to talk a little bit more about that on uh, or, or on Shabbos. Or, but it, it's not it, it's not so simple. It's it, in other words, it's strange that the Gemara mentions that. It needs an explanation about eating. Why is that so bad? Like you know, like it's not a especially us Americans. Everybody eats on the fly or eats in the. Um, does it mean eating without washing? Does it meaning like... Uh, basically, we also believe in sanctifying eating. And so eating in the shuk means like it's not important to you. you, know, yeah, it's, you know, no, no, eating is, you know... It's a, okay, have a great Shabbos, everybody. Mark Simatov.